You're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense with your host, Doug Thorpe. Here's Doug. Well, hello again, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I'm your host, Doug Thorpe. And today I've got a guest who is uh, a, a very special man. He's he's done an amazing thing with his business. And I have uh, I met him a couple of months ago, took a tour of the business uh, on site. He's located in Denver, and um, he's got a great story to tell, and I'm just really excited about diving in. His name is Levi Torres. Levi, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, Doug, thanks for having me today. Uh, it was it was awesome getting to meet you when he came out on site, and uh, I'm glad you invited me to come and be on your show. Yeah. What I would like to do, Levi, is is really kind of lean in and, and take apart all of the great things you're doing there at High Five Plumbing. And, and folks, the, for those of you listening, Levi owns a, a plumbing company in the greater Denver area. He has done just some absolutely amazing things. He's, on one hand, I would call him a textbook a guru for employee motivation, system optimization, basically doing everything he can do to squeeze the optimized margins out of his business, turn it into a really raving success, but at the same time, kind of turn it all back to his people along the way. And it's uh, he's, he's built a great community in his company and uh, he, he's just done some great things. So Levi, what I'd like to do, there's just uh, part of me, I was saying to myself, how am I going to even start with this guy? He's got so much <laughs> going on and, and so many great ideas. But I think what I would like to do for the clarity of the, the show here, let's break it down into three big chunks. One, it would be the people side of it. The other is the process or systems. And then third is, is just performance in general. You know, how do you think about and how do you measure performance? So if that's okay, we'll kind of break our discussion into those three chunks and, yeah, and, and look at it that way. So let's do start with the people. You, you've got some amazing things and uh, programs and incentives and the way you treat your family there at the company. Just uh, dive in and tell me what, what your story is on, on that front. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, people's what really pushes most of our businesses, right? Um, if you're a business that's wanting to grow and you're wanting to continuously get uh, bigger, um, then you're going to have to add people, right? That's just, that's one of the keys. Um, and what I found is that most businesses that don't grow, it's because they don't, they haven't figured out how to get people and how to help people grow. Um, so, so that was one thing when I first started high five plumbing, um, that was the main reason why we didn't call it like Levi's plumbing or Levi Torres's plumbing is because we always wanted it to be much bigger than just me. We always knew that we wanted to bring people, more people into it. And so, you know, the, the, the mission here at High Five is to come together as more than individuals to create a positive impact on our team, clients, and community one High Five at a time. Uh, but the key to that is we have to make an impact on our team first. Like that's the that's the key is is our team. And so uh, me and my wife, Cassie, who's the uh, other owner and founder of High Five Plumbing, um, we have a very high history. Of, uh, we were in network marketing or multi-level marketing. Uh, for a lot of years um, in the beginning stages of High Five and before we started High Five. And 
um, in that industry, one of the key ways you have to have is success is you have to be able to build a team, right? You have to be able to get people behind your vision, behind what you're trying to do, because you don't have success right now, but you need to paint the vision that success is possible and that you have the 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 guidelines on how to create that success and so uh that's what we really try to do with our people you know what i mean we tr we try to be able to bring people in here and we try to show them um a, a way to success now everybody's definition of success is different right and that's what's key is is finding out what's going to make your people feel successful and then finding out how to make them hit that uh that's how we've been able to create the culture we have and and the community of people we have is because we we want to show people success whatever that definition is for them there there are several stories i learned or heard when i was doing my tour with you and and one of the things that really stuck with me is the notion you, you know you you recited your company vision there and mission but uh talk about the individual vision boards that you have your people do how, how does that work and what's your process on that yeah, Doug. So, um, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a firm believer in, in vision, right? You have to have a clear vision. Uh, a vision is is essentially how you can track on a scoreboard, right? Because if you don't have a vision and you don't have something you're shooting for, then how do you know if you're any closer to what you want to do um, if you don't do that? So here at I five, whenever somebody comes to work here at I five, they make a vision board. Uh, so they 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 cut pieces out of uh, magazines. Uh, they go and print pictures off the internet, and we get them a big huge board. And they get them a glue stick and they glue them on there and they put dates when they'd like to hit them by. Um, and it's something that's a living organism, right? Like it's not something that we make and just hide in the corner. Uh, everybody hangs them in their workstations. Um, all the technicians get hung on the wall where everybody can walk by and see them is because uh, when you could take um, something from your head and put it on paper, it goes from a dream in your head to a goal once you put it on paper. And so, you know, you'll look at people's vision boards and, and, and this gives us the ability to see what they feel is success. Like some people, like one, one of our technicians on a vision board had, he wanted to get a new bike for his daughter. And it's like, well, dang, that's easy for me to show success now. Like, I guarantee you, I can show this guy how to get a bike for his daughter by the end of this week. Right. And so um, that's what's cool about the vision boards is it, it allows you to see what your people really do want and what they see as success. Um, but yeah, vision boards are huge for us. Everybody makes one. And then about two to three times a year, we get together, have like a pizza party and, and update them because your visions are constantly changing, right? If I was to pull up my vision board from three years ago, there's things on it that never accomplished, but just my interests changed. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's the, having the clarity to know that these are the things you're, you're seeking for in life. I recall when we were doing the tour, you you showed us the vision board for the company that you had mm -hmm. from a couple of years ago, and there was this somewhat arbitrary picture of a building you you had on your vision. You wanted a a, a dedicated building for the business, and the place we were doing the tour was that building. You even though. I mean, even the shape, there was kind of a, a, yeah. a curve to the front door and uh, the two-story look and all of that. And, and, you know, voila, that's exactly where you are today. This opportunity came up with this particular property you're in, and, and there it is. You know, so it's, I think we talked about on site there, the whole idea of what you put out in the universe is, is going to connect and, 
you know, there you are. So, yeah, yeah, it was 2018, Doug, and we uh, we were making our vision board and uh, we decided we were like, hey, you know, we would love to have a big, huge a standalone building. And I and, and, and in the conversation, I said, yeah, like almost like a Walgreens or like a, a Rite Aid, you know, like a, a big building. And so I just went and found a picture of a Walgreens and I photoshopped our logo onto the building. And I printed it off and put it on the vision board. And uh, yeah, that was 2018. And uh, we actually created a new uh, picture that's hanging in our hallway. It has the pit, the, the the building from 2018, and it has our building together on one picture uh, because it's so crazy to see how similar the buildings really are in a five-year difference. So Yeah, that's awesome. Well, still staying kind of in the people arena, there's some other fun things you do for your people and um uh, I, I guess let's start with you have a, a standard you like to uh, assert or ask people to follow in terms of how they show up on the job site. So tell us a little bit about that and where that idea came from. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, um, you know, we we are a pretty lenient company. You know, we we're, we're, we like to have fun, but we're very processed and structured. Right. Um, you know, that kind of the second thing we talked about is processes and people, I believe, have to go hand in hand. Um, you know, if you want your people to grow and to get better, then there has to be clear cut processes that they can know will cause success. Um, you know, because if they just come in every day and they don't know what they have to do to create success, well, then how are they going to ever meet your your definition of success for them. Um, and so processes is huge for us. So, you know, we have posters on the wall that show exactly what the technician should be wearing, but they don't have to wear it exactly what the picture is showing, right? Uh, we, we we give them the ability to show their their personality. But, you know, we, we, we have a 12-step system that we follow on every job, right? It's called the 12 steps to the ultimate client experience. And we expect our technicians to hit those 12 steps. Um, what, what that does is it, it eliminates any gray area when you create processes and systems, right? Um, when, when you can create, uh, no, this is how you park your truck when you go up to the house. This is how you introduce yourself. Uh, this is how you um, properly make sure that you look at the entire plumbing system. When you, when you can put these in place for people, it gives them ways for them to see places they can get better, right? That's the first thing, right? What, what do I need to get better at? Um, but then it gives them guidelines, right? And most people love guidelines. They like to know like something, a path to success. And so uh, everything from, like I said, how, how we check into the office, how you get to the job, um, when you get on the job, how you submit your paperwork, where you submit your payments. Uh, we do have processes and kind of a standard, like you said, a standard of, of how we expect things to be done. And, and 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 you've got some fun things in the way of incentivizing, and and maybe this kind of ekes over into the performance area. But um, uh, tell us a little bit about the different opportunities your your guys have, uh, your well, uh, guys or gals have to to have some fun with the job, and maybe get a little bonus along the way. What what are some of the different options there? Yeah, so one of the cool things we do here at High Five is everybody who comes to work at High Five, they get, they get their own personalized tracking number, um, and everybody gets a business card that looks like a baseball card, right? So our ba our business cards are actually baseball cards. Um, but what's cool about that is everybody gets their own individualized tracking number. So what this does is now they anytime a customer calls in and books a call through that tracking number, they get $25. 
Uh, so what it does is it's a, it's a way for them to help us build our customer base, right? Like uh, now they, they can hand out their card. They get a $25 little spiff every time that somebody calls that number and books a service call. Uh, so it's our way of helping them. Them helping us get better is helping them as well. Uh, that's one cool little spiff we get. Um, we also do, um, you know, if they get a review, right? Like if they get a five-star review out in the field from a customer, um, they get to throw a dartboard in our meeting and we have a dartboard up and they get a bonus, whatever they hit on the dartboard. So once again, it's, it's, it's not, I'm not telling them that they have to go get reviews, but I'm, I'm enticing them to want to go and do a good job and to get five-star reviews. Right. And so it's really about creating a fun environment to get the results you want. Right. So it's about, uh, um, having good processes to track what you expect. Because if you can't track what you're wanting to expect, then it's going to be really hard to have contests and and giveaways and things like that if you don't can't really track what you're wanting them to. So track what you expect. Okay, that's the first thing. Is but yeah, we have we have uh, dartboards they can get. We we did we do contests um, uh, all the time for uh, high five pictures, right? So one of the big things we do that sets us apart from a lot of places is at the end of every service call, we we take a selfie high fiving the customer. Um, it's our way of kind of just sealing the deal that we did a good quality job for this person. Um, but once again, we 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 incentivize people to do things other than just create revenue, right? And that's the key. Like a lot of people, a lot of companies, you get bonused well if you create revenue, right? But the, you don't get bonused for the other little things you do. And that's what we've done is we've created people to feel like they're successful, even if they're not the top technician all the time, right? They may not be the top salesperson, but they got 45 high five pictures last month. So we'll celebrate them in the meeting because they're out there still treating our clients the way they're supposed to be. So uh, we have a lot of different little contests we run, Doug, but the key is, is to, to, to have fun ways to get the results you expect. The other thing you're you're doing, Levi, that is, uh, I think I'll go so far as to call it radically different from a lot of service type companies that I'm familiar with is you've got some really deep and intense training that goes on. So talk to us a little bit about your your mindset on training and what all happens there. Yeah, Doug. So you know, training is one of those things that um, people. They, they struggle with a little bit. They go back and forth. Am I training them too much? And now I'm giving them too much knowledge to go start their own company? Or, or am I not training them enough and they're not getting good enough and they're not treating my clients right? But, you know, High Fives always had the, the, the mindset of we're going to train them to be the best plumbers that they can possibly be. And we believe that if we do that, then they're going to stick with us for the long term. And so here at High Five, we invest six hours a week into training into our technicians. Okay, so we have three days of training. We train every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We have trainings. And what we do is we break up our trainings into three different things. There are, there are three different things that can create success when you work for High Five. The first one is the ultimate client experience, right? So every Tuesday, we spend an hour to an hour and a half discussing the ultimate client experience, right? H how to properly act in a client's home. You know, how to properly treat them because you're in their property, right? How to give them good education, how to create good options, how to um, ask for reviews, how to ask for high five pictures. Tuesdays fully focused on how you act in the home, okay? Uh, that, so that's all, that's every Tuesday. Wednesdays now is 100% towards technical, right? To become better plumbers. We bring vendors in. We bring water heater reps. We bring toilet reps. This is where we have hands-on training with the new materials, 
get new gas piping, anything that's coming in. That's when we really focus on Wednesdays. And then Thursdays is to become better at high five, right? So how to turn in your paperwork, how to turn in your payments, where to get your materials. If you need different materials, how to do that, how to request time off, how to be better at high five. And so we've done it to where it's three separate meetings that build value in separate areas of working at high five. So that way you eliminate kind of the, it's just another meeting type of mindset because they're learning three different aspects of their job that are going to help them become better every every day. And you you alluded to the challenge. A lot of owners of service businesses, they're almost paranoid about training somebody up to equip them with the ability to branch out and create their own company, build their own company. You do have a, a very unique mindset on that. And you you shared with me some stories of some of your guys that have raised their hand and said, you know, I think I want to go do my own thing. So uh, share that kind of yeah. element of it. Yeah. You know, um, one of my mentors, you know, um, I was at a business conference and, and, and it's been said multiple times, like, you know, they say, well, what if you train them and they leave? But it, the ultimate thing is, well, what if you train them and they, st what if you don't train them and they stay? Right. That's even bigger deal. Like, cause if you don't train them and they stay for you, well, then they're not going to be doing what you expect. And so, um, you know, my mindset behind that really is, is like the, the truth of the matter is, is if if somebody was going to want to start their own business, then they were going to cross that road at some point in their life. Right. That was something they were going to have to cross. I want to make sure that if they go do that, that they're set up to succeed and set up to only help a high five. Right. Because I know that if I've helped them understand how to run a good, successful plumbing business and they go start their own thing, then it's only going to increase the value of high five as a whole. Um, and so you, you really got to have the mindset of just you, you, you have to just want to help people get success. And if you do that, right, and this is why we believe like if you just help enough people create success, then there's no reason for them to want to go start their own company, right? Because you're helping them create and, and accomplish the things they want right here in your doors. A lot of the times when people want to go, it may be that was their goal, right? Their goal all along may have been to be, start a plumbing company. Well, you're not going to stop that, whether they're working for you or somebody else, that's their goal. Why not just to help them accomplish it so then that way they can look at you in an ally as somebody who helped them along the way is instead of somebody who tried to hold them back. Right. And, and what I recall you shared with us back in October was you, you've actually had a couple of guys that independently uh, raised their hand and said, I think I want to go. And, and, and you said, great, let's start talking and let's, let's see. And, and then after a couple of weeks of talking it through and working it through, they said, nah, I think I'm going to stay here. <laughs> I think I'm Yeah. Gonna... And the way it works, you know, is, you know, you, we have some guys, you know, we set goals, right? So every year we set a goal with our company and we give them a sheet of paper and they have to set 10 one-year goals, 10 three-year goals and 10 five-year goals. And so a lot of those guys on their five-year goals, it's, hey, I want to own a plumbing company. And so I don't get mad at them. I say, okay, sweet. Like, these are the problems I ran into. So let's, what are we, what would you really have to do over the next five years to, to start a business? And when they start to see that, they're like, well, dang, if I were to do that, then I would be making such good money here that why would I, why would I need to leave? Right. And that's where, like I said, it's all about just education. It's no different than when we go into a customer's home. We want to educate them on their plumbing system, right? It's no different with your employees. You, you have to treat your employees like your client. 
Like if they want the knowledge of how to run a business and they, they want to try to start a plumbing business, then then give them the education and, and, and they either, they're either going to choose to stay and help you or go start their own thing. And at least you've now given them the education. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought that's such a fresh take on, on everything because um, it, it is very common when you talk to business owners and it's not limited to the service business. I, I saw it in, in big business when I was in banking. I had colleagues in the organization that got really angry when one of their people said, I think I'm going to leave and either go to another bank or, you know, go do my own thing. And I always, I always said, I thought that was a horrible idea to be angry about it. You, you need to say, cool, you know, tell me more. What, what are you thinking and what do you want to do? And, and what do you think that opportunity looks like versus what we got going on here? And a lot of times when you have those discussions, it's not just about solving the paycheck and, and doing something different with the paycheck, but it's getting them to look at all the elements. And, and sometimes they realize, no, I got a really good deal here. I think I'm going to hang in. And as a leader, when you receive that more positively, oh, you want to go? Okay, cool. You know, tell me more. Tell you what do you, what do you want to do? How can I help you? Uh, you know, and sometimes people are just shocked that you're that open about it and that positive about it because yeah, they intuit that you're going to be angry and upset with them when you when it sounds like they're abandoning you and it's not it yeah, at all. Well, yeah, Doug. Like you, uh, you, you came and toured in October, and uh, so to this to this date this year, we've we've had eighty four companies tour high five plumbing. Um, and everybody kind of asked me and I, I bet I kind of got, um, you know, everybody get, asks if I ever get worried about people like, you know, giving all our ideas to people. But my, I always tell people like, I truly believe if you're worried about people taking your ideas, then you're not coming up with enough good ideas, right? You, you, you need to constantly be, be thinking about how you're going to evolve and change and keep getting better because, the bottom line is, is my business today is going to be different in three years, regardless, right? It's everything changes. And so if you, if you think that you're going to run the same way today as, as you are in three years, it's just not the truth. And so that's why I'm just an open book. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in like, Hey, if you wanted to take all the ideas high five had right now in six months, we're going to be operating differently. So it's just a matter of how, how it works. And so why, why try to be scared and, and be scared to give that knowledge, right? Why not just give the knowledge? Yeah, I love that mindset, and it, it too. That's probably why you and I resonate. Um, you know, in in my early career development, again, I go back to my banking days. The chairman of our bank had a thing about competition. He said he told all of us. He said, if you're worried about competition, you're not working hard enough. If 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 somebody can beat you at your game, then shame on you. You know, it it it's not their problem that that they've figured out something else to do that you're not doing it, it's on you to figure out how you can stay at the top of the game and keep it going and I, maybe it's just a personality wiring thing for me but when i heard that the first time i i just i i soaked it in it was like man this is awesome this is great this is definitely the place i want to be and uh, and I saw people come and go in our bank organization that made the fatal error of in a public forum lamenting or complaining about competition. And I saw the chairman fire a guy on the spot one day for just mm -hmm. refusing to understand the mindset about competition. 
Right. And, and uh, so it, 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 quite an opposite sort of uh, thinking. Well, let's, um, for the time we've got left here, let's talk a little bit about overall performance. So all these great and amazing ideas that you've been able to implement, talk to me a little bit about sort of before and after, you know, where was the company in the early going in terms of number of techs, number of trucks, topside revenue and all that, and where are you today? Yeah, so, uh, you know, High Five started in 2012. Uh, but we were a new construction remodel company for the first four years of business. So focused heavily on, you know, pop tops, new houses, big, big remodels, right? Uh, uh, quite a different uh, business structure than service. Um, and it wasn't until 2016 that we uh, made a shift and um, and um, we decided that um, we were going to... Um, do you still have me, Doug? My yeah, sound yeah. got a little messed up. Sorry. No, I got um, you. Yeah, we... Yeah, we decided that we were going to shift to service, right? Uh, we had a bunch, uh, a bunch of accounts receivable. Um, a bunch of money was owed to us. So in 2016, we decided that we were going to go to full residential service. Started buying box trucks. So um, our first year in service, we we did just about like 1.2 million. It wasn't anything real big, right? Um, our first three years, we didn't really grow much. Um, and the reason why I, I, I kind of tie it back to, I tried to roll over all of my employees from the new construction business to the service business. And it just didn't work, unfortunately. Like it's a different management style, a little different uh, project management. Across the board, it's kind of just a different style. Um, and so in 2018, we decided to uh, completely revamp our management team and bring in managers who had more service industry experience. Uh, but since then we've grown, uh, we did 2 million in, in 2018. And we're gonna do just under 10 million this year. Wow. Um, from 2018 to 2023, um, we started pretty much with one service truck in 2016, uh, and now we have 24 trucks on the road now. Um, so we are now at the point where in the next probably uh, 12 to 18 months, we'll be bringing on electrical and HVAC at, the, at this point. So expanding the product offerings, service offerings too. Exactly. Into other departmental things. Now, you the other thing you've done as an entrepreneur, you have have worked to build a bona fide leadership team there at the company. You you don't punch the button every day in every aspect of your business. You've got other managers that are doing that for you, right? Yeah, correct, Doug. Like, you know, um I've I've set it up to where um I am not involved in the day-to-day. -day. You know, we I have um I have uh Four, four uh, people who are in place that run the day-to-day. -day. Uh, I have a, a CFO, an office director, a service director, and a warehouse director. Um, and those are the four uh, positions that run the day-to-day -day of High Five. Um, I am much more the visionary for the business, right? I I, I help come up with uh, what are we going to keep doing to, to be uh, the, the next up-and-coming company here in Denver, right? How, how do I attract more more employees? How do I get more technicians to want to come work for us? Uh, that's where I put a lot of my time, Doug. And um, it comes down to performance, right? Like you, you, if you're not paying people for their performance, right? If you don't have a way to pay people more if they perform better, then I suggest you work on that immediately because yeah, high five, across the board, every position has some sort of a performance bonus tied to it. That's call takers, dispatchers, warehouse people, delivery drivers, managers, all across the board have some sort of a performance 
uh, bonus that can allow them to make more money than what we pay them just standardly. Yeah. Yeah. And what's your process for meeting with those four managers you talked about? Do you, do you have a regular cadence of when you get together as a leadership team and look at things? Yeah. So uh, we have a little huddle every morning, right? So we have a little 10 to 15 minute huddle every morning as managers where we just kind of, what's the plan for the day? What has to happen for us to keep hitting goals? Um, and then Thursdays is when we have our management meeting, which is tech typically an hour to two hours that um, we meet every Thursday and go over a little bit more in depth of the game plan. But uh, with those morning huddles, it allows us to not have too much of a, um, you know, we're able to stay on top of our goals. So Tuesday's meetings are usually, Thursday's meetings are usually pretty to the point, right? And what about in terms of if, if you've got that visionary hat on and, and, and you plot a, a course of, of where you want to go, how do you typically turn that into operational execution? What What's your thinking about your bigger picture planning and orchestrating? Yeah. So, you know, uh, we're very much open with our team, right? So like we, we let them know what our, our, uh, profit was at the end of the year. Uh, we're very open with our team as far as how we are. We're pretty much tell them what we are. So uh, our vision is pretty much talked about throughout the year, right? So like, because we do a company vision board as well. So like I made my own individual vision board. We all also make a vision board for the company, right? So like everybody who knows, like the company wants to add this many trucks this year. We want to increase this amount of reviews. We want to increase this amount of club members. We want to sell this many high five clothing items. And so everybody sees, kind of sees the vision. And so once again, if you can create a clear path, then it's easy to get people to buy into the vision because they see the path. It's not just, it's not me just saying what we're going to do. It's I've put it on paper and everybody can now see that that's the path we're going. And so um, uh, it's very big on creating a culture of vision, right? When, when now, when I come up with something that I want to do different in the business and I go to my management team and my leadership and saying that I think this is what we need to do. A lot of the times they're looking at it with a glass half full instead of glass empty, half empty, right? Because they see, they, they believe that I've put time and energy into, into thinking of this vision and where we want to go and how it's going to help us get there. Yeah, awesome. Well, let me ask this, Levi, we shift gears a little bit. So for you as the owner and ultimate leader of this business, what are some of the things you do to find your inspiration or recharge your battery or or expand your horizon what, what talking on a very personal level what what are you about in that front yeah i mean i have my own personal coach right my own personal business coach i believe that everybody should have somebody who they are leaning on as a coach somebody who they can lean on in tough decisions in tough times um and so that's a big part of what I, I've done from the get-go. I've had a business coach in my corner since the year 2016. Uh, so ever since we switched to service, it's it's nice having somebody there who you can talk through stuff with. So um, I'm a firm believer in, in, in investing in yourself. Like make sure that you don't think you know it all. Make sure that you're, you're investing in you getting more education, you finding help to make yourself better. 
Uh, because a lot of the times as the business owner, we we try to help our people. We always try to give, 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 but we very rarely take for ourselves, right? And because we always feel like we're selfish, but make sure that you're setting time aside for yourself, right? To, to go get clarity on where you want your company to go. Because if you don't have clarity, it's going to be tough to get people to follow you um, if you don't know where you're wanting to go. And so um, that's one thing I, I say is like, you know, make sure you have a coach, have somebody who, who's, who, you, who you can throw ideas off of. And then make sure you get clarity. Like you, you, you have to spend the time to find out what it is you want, so that way you know the vision to, that you can portray for your team. Now, you also alluded to uh, the fact that your wife is in the business with you, and for for some owners, that can be a challenge, and uh, not always, quite frankly, not always a successful option on how to do it. So, and, and how are you and your wife making it work? I mean, you know, it's, it is a challenge just like any other uh, relationship would be. Um, but the one key thing is, once again, is having the clear vision on what we're trying to accomplish, right? Um, if, if there's a clear goal at the end of the tunnel, you know, that you're trying to hit, then it makes it a little bit easier to not take things so emotional, right? Like when you know, hey, this is what has to get done. Um, but it is a challenge just like any other thing. You know, uh, we do take work home a lot, right? There's not really a work in a home. There's a, are we going to talk about work tonight or not? Or that type of thing. So um, it is a challenge just like anybody else would say. But the bottom line is, is I know that she is always doing what's best for the business, right? She knows that I'm always doing what's best for the business. And that's what allows us to then come in every day and, and come to agreement on stuff that we may not have agreements on all the time uh, is once again, that clear vision, that that clear path to where we want to go with high five. Yeah. I've, I've told people that, you know, there was a chapter in my business life where my wife and I ran a company. And uh, one of the things we chose to do is we we looked at the landscape and we drew some pretty bright lines about areas and responsibilities and the agreement was um you know she had full control over her areas i had full control over mine and while we could input and help each other whatever we had declared as the boundaries that uh, we honored those you know uh, in an extreme sort of way and it just made things work. You know, I, I knew that there were parts of the business I didn't have to worry about because she had it covered and vice versa. And um, to your point, yeah, there were plenty of days. I mean, we drove into the office together every day, most days. Sometimes we drove separately, but most time we basically carpooled together. So, yeah, we were talking about business the whole way and it spilled over at the dinner table and then sometimes on the weekend. But but then we also, you know, either one of us, it was fair game to say, all right, I'm done for now. Let's shut this off. Let's do something else. Let's talk about other things. And we did. We we honored that. You know, we made that work. And I, I think that is a way that a, a married couple can successfully operate in, in a business together. But... Too often there's this, I call it dabbling, you know, one observes the other and next thing you know, they're they're tweaking and tinkering with whatever areas of responsibility have been declared and that creates a lot of frustration and you just, it's one thing to have a healthy discussion to say, hey, it looks like you hadn't thought about this one thing, you know, would you consider 
but but if they say no, not interested, okay, that's then it's yours. I had to ask fine. I, that's okay. Yep. Yeah, no, like I said, it is about having clear-cut processes, uh, guidelines, um, and when there is times to step in and input and not, right? That's very clear. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess the other thing I'll mention in close, you uh, you alluded to it. Uh, how How is the uh, logo-branded clothing line doing? Good. You know, uh, we sell, I would say, probably about anywhere from 7 to 12 uh, items a month, right? So not like it's a, we're not turning into like the next uh, up-and-coming clothing brand or anything, but you can see my Thanksgiving shirt. You know, we got our little Thanksgiving. Oh, so, neat. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just about, um, it's about having, it's about the, for our team more than anything, right? It's about, about getting, knowing our, you could get a cool high five shirt twice a year. Um, right. And so, yeah, we sell about seven to 12 items a, a month and it's fun for the team. And so we'll be rolling out a new line coming up this next spring. So there'll be some new gear for people to buy and all the profits from all the clothing we sell goes back to our cares program. So it's really just a fun thing for us to be able to say that, Hey, you know, we actually sell clothing. We've sold two over 220 clothing items across the country. So, <laughs> well, that's great. Well, we will have links in the show notes here. If people want to hop in and, and grab their, uh, high five shirt or cap or pullover or whatever. That's a neat looking hoodie that yeah. kind of looks like what the NFL's doing. It's kind of that uh, military tan look. Uh, yeah, it's just a, it, it, we, we wanted to make a Thanksgiving hoodie. And so we got brown hoodies and we put a hand on there and colored it like a turkey. Oh, that's so neat. That's, <laughs> that's what we decided to do. So, uh, yeah, like I said, we have fun. Uh, we, we make sure that our team has fun. Um, and I think that's what's a, b allowed us to build and create what we have, right, is is we, we have people walking through the door every day. We have walk-in interviews every single day um, just because people see what we're doing in the community and they see what we're trying to do and they want to be a part of it. That's awesome. Well, Levi, thank you so much for sitting in, man. I know you're a, a, a wildly busy guy, and I, I do really appreciate you taking time out and visiting with me. Yeah, definitely, Doug. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And uh, if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out. Like I said, don't be scared to ask for help. Like that's the key to success is getting help. Yeah. Well, as as we always do on this show, uh, folks, we'll have some links for how you can contact Levi and learn more about the company and the business. And I, I, I promise you, uh, everything I've seen and everything I've heard and observed there, Levi and his wife, Cassie, are doing a great job really building a, a well, it's not a personal brand. I started to say personal brand. That's not it at all. It's a company brand. It's a community. It's a culture. It's a thriving entity in and of itself. And and what it means to be a member of the High Five community there in Denver is is awesome. And I'm telling you, man, you you got a national franchise opportunity b b brewing. And <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the first guy that's told you that, but. Uh, you've uh you you've caught some lightning in a bottle there and I, I wish you nothing but the best yes thank you doug thank you for the kind words and and, and like i said you know we're going to keep pushing with high five um and and there's no doubt in my mind that you will see high fives across the nation someday so yeah yeah i i, I think I'd, i could definitely see a path toward that so um again thanks for sitting in and best wishes and, and, and happy holidays too yes you as well doug thank you yeah. 
Well, folks, we're going to wrap this up, and I do want to thank you for sitting in. I know your time's valuable, and for those of you listening on your favorite streaming channel, I want to remind you we got a video version of this over on YouTube, a channel by the same name. Uh, leadership powered by common sense. That's the only place you're going to get to see Levi in his Thanksgiving uh, high five shirt. So uh, hop over there, check out the video, and you'll you'll get to see what he was talking about. But uh, with that, I'm going to say goodbye, sign off, and go out there, make it a great day. You've been listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense, hosted by Doug Thorpe. If you would like to know more about the coaching and advisory services he provides, visit DougThorpe.com.